From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. Their new album. Drop, drop. New and excitingly different. And they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. You could drop on back. Drop dead sex. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. Good afternoon, Ottawa. June the 12th, 2012. Jam-packed show, as usual. We're going to start off with some fabulous music from Deer Tick, as well as later on today, we'll look at new stuff from Brendan Canning's new band, old band, new old band, Cookie Duster. Expecting to talk to members of the Schomburg Fair, who are playing tonight at Café de Cuff, play some of their new EP as well. But as I said right off the top, Deer Tick, coming out of Providence, Rhode Island. They have a new EP, relatively new EP. It's called uh, the Tim EP. It came out, I guess, uh, maybe three months ago, if if that. Maybe less. Hard to say for sure. They're playing tonight as well. Their show is at Mavericks. It's going to be quite the event, that's for sure. Look that up while uh, we spin a couple tunes. This one is called Born at Zero. Brand new stuff from Deer Tick on the album Drop. Zero and did it 23 Ain't a fleet of 
Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Kate. And we are Anne Horse, and you're listening to CHUO. 89.1 FM.
There's Deer Tick. That one is called She's Not Spanish. Before that, Born at Zero, both of them from the Tim EP, which was released digitally at the end of February and didn't get a physical release until they started this tour that they're on right now. So if you happen to go down to Mavericks tonight, they're playing with Turbo Fruits out of Nashville and St. John the Novaks. St. John's is Newfoundland, right? If I got that wrong, somebody give me a call. They're playing, uh, doors are at 8 17 50 uh, in advance, so probably 20 bucks to the door. And that one's available as a 10-inch that they've been uh, slugging around uh, North America on this tour. So, you know, give them a break. It's, it's one thing to slug around a box of CDs, because if the jewel case gets broken, okay, you know, that sucks, but very easy to fix. A record, not so much. You really have to kind of baby that box. Otherwise, if, if it's cracked or whatever, can't refund it, you can't sell it. You're stuck with some broken petrochemicals that used to play music, and nobody wants that. From the capital of Canada, you're listening to the album drop. As for right now, I'd like to give a shout out to anybody who's listening over the air. My apologies to those of you listening on the podcast, as you won't have a chance to enter this particular contest, but... In my hands, I have a copy of the new record from Death Grips. It's called The Money Store. And if you haven't been keeping up, Death Grips is blowing up as far as uh, the internet music community is concerned. It's a wild take on hip-hop. Great samples, great uh, great beats, that sort of thing. And it's really cool stuff. And if you'd like this copy, then give me a call right now, 613-562-5967. And I will give it to the first caller. It's that simple. You want to hear it first? I don't blame you. This one's called I've Seen Footage. Death Grips on the album drops. CHUO 89.1 FM. Get up! These got wasted. Swallow my these. I stay these. I stay get up! These got wasted. Swallow my these. I stay knees. I 
the new record the money store that's death grips that one is called i've seen footage the album drop we're going to talk about cookie duster now you may have remembered them from i don't know i guess be about six seven weeks ago we got a single now we've got the whole record this is the group that these guys actually had been off and on since the mid to late 90s kind of got a bit of a uh, a sidetrack one of their lead contributors, Brendan Canning, kind of got something going with a band that he had that was first called Casey Accidental and then kind of evolved into Broken Social Scene. Needless to say, that took up a lot of his time for a long time. But now that they're kind of chilling, it's it's kind of a different animal. And And now we've got Cookie Duster. There's a new record, and it's out today. Let's just get right down to it. We'll talk about it after. This one is called Standing Alongside God. It's Cookie Duster. It's on the album drop.
From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop. Jamaica's calling, are you on, are you on? Trying to focus on the laws, on the laws. When do you need to be open in your business to everyone you see? Your wake is calling, are you on, are you on? Trying to focus on the laws, on the laws. Where is the tendency to lift you over to the other side, to the other side?
like the show? Visit thealbumdrop.com to find out how you can connect with us. Three in a row from Cookie Duster. The album is called When Flying Was Easy. It's Brendan Canning from Broken Social Scene and his new product. That one was called Living on a Fine Line. Before that, Daddy's Got the Medicine and Standing Alongside Gone was the first one that we played. All three on the new record, When Flying Was Easy, which is in stores today. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and now we're back on your radio. The album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM continues right now. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me, maybe, and all the other boys 
tried to chase me, but here's my number. So call me maybe. I can't get enough of that. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. And yeah, that's uh, that's Obama doing Carly Rae Jepsen. Good stuff. Ish. Anyways, we're going to talk about something that's much better than that. It's the Schomburg Fair. They have a new record out today. It's an EP. It's called Providence. They're playing tonight. This one is called Black Crow River. It's on the album drop.
And we are back here on the album drop, CHUO 89.1. That was a Schomburg Fair. That one is called Black Crow River. It's the final track on their brand new EP, Province. And joining me via the telephone is uh, Schomburg Fair bassist, uh, Nate. Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, Ross, man. Thanks a lot for having me on the show. Oh, no problem. Thank you for calling in. So you guys are you guys are in town. You're here in Ottawa today, right? That's right. Yeah, we just got here about a half hour ago. Right on, you got a big show tonight at uh, Cafe de Cuff with uh, The Junction, another uh, group of buddies from, uh, friends of ours from the show. Uh, oh, great, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. we've seen The Junction uh, once or twice before in Toronto, but, um, so, uh, yeah, I think they're on first, then us, and then uh, Larry and his Flask, who's a group from Oregon we've been touring with. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, tour is somewhat sponsored by Exclaim Magazine, right? That's right, yeah. How did that come about? How did you guys get involved uh, with that? Well, Exclaim's been a, a big supporter of ours for a, a few years. It's just kind of um, it's just kind of a relationship that developed organically just by um, being a band for as long as we've been a band. They've you know been reviewing our records, we've been sending them to them, and we got some favorable reviews. And I think you know just some people at the office uh, just decided that they wanted to, to get behind the band and uh, and help us out with promoting uh, this tour. So it's been a it's been great, and um, we're, we're friends with a lot of the people in the offices there at this point, and. Uh, We've been on some shows that they've they've put on, and um, it's been a great relationship. Right on, that never hurts, eh? A little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, who you know, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you read a lot of Exclaim or anything, but it's it's fantastic newspaper. They do a great job with it. No, they do actually. It's uh, probably my favorite Canadian music pub. Definitely, definitely my favorite Canadian music publication. Yeah. Yeah, they. they, they I know that they're trying to be like you know the the national music authority kind of thing. And uh, for for Canada at least, and um, I'm not sure what their circulation's like at West, but I've, I've heard it's really good. And there's some other great publications out there as well, but uh, yeah, they're fantastic. Well, I can tell you that uh, as someone who considers himself a new music expert, they uh, they as far as their internet content and uh, their web-based content is concerned, nobody beats them. Yeah. Oh yeah, great, great yeah I dig it. It's like Canada's pitchfork. <laughs> well put. So I, I, I got to ask you this for uh, anybody who maybe is not familiar with you guys, because uh, the term that keeps coming up when uh, you read about your band is Roots Rock. What is Roots Rock? How would you describe that? Or how would you describe the sound of your band? Well, I think Roots Rock is just rock and roll that's based in, you know, roots music, like uh, folk music from the turn of the century and blues music and so on. And, and our our songs are kind of based in that as well. But um, a lot of people have been saying that Roots music is, they, they think of it as, you know, dreadlocks and sandals, so maybe we've got to start calling something else. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I, I see in a lot of the articles that uh, one of the topics that people talk about is what kind of music to describe us as, and I guess I'm as clueless as everybody else, but I, I'd call it a Power Roots, or um, punk or something to that effect. But at the end of the day, we're doing something that, uh, that we're really proud of, and you know, we're proud of the fact that it can't be classified as well, because that means that it's, uh, it's interesting and unique, and that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Now, do you find that the group gets kind of um, a stigma or maybe some kind of sort of unfair classifications at times because uh, you have a banjo player in the band? Yeah, <laughs> I think people kind of see a banjo and then they say, oh, well, then that must be like this other band that has a banjo. 
And, uh, you know, that's like saying that uh, the Beatles and Metallica are the same band because they both have a guitar. You know, uh, <laughs> that said, that, you know, I like performing with bands of, you know, all kinds of musicals, genres, and so if we end up getting put together on the same lineup as a band because they have a banjo and so do we, they usually end up being a great band anyways, and we have a good time whether I think we sound the same or not. Now, you've got a new record, or a new EP out, I should say, excuse me, Providence. From listening to it, I've noticed that it's it seems to be a bit of more harder-edged than some of your previous work. Was that <laughs> was that on purpose, or is that just something that kind of happened? Or am I just way off base there? No, no, you're not off base. Yeah, our music seems to be kind of slowing down. It's not that same frenetic punk pace, but uh, it's no less heavy. It's just kind of heavy in a different way. And what we're going for is kind of like a little bit, or it's not even what we're going for. It's just kind of the way the music's evolved at this point, that it's a little bit slower and a little bit groovier. And the the heaviness is kind of more of a a stoner rock heaviness. We're kind of experimenting with different tones and uh, different time signatures and that what's bringing out is just kind of how it's evolved, and um, I think that's probably going to be the direction that you see it go more in the future. I guess it's almost it's almost indicative of bands as they kind of get more comfortable with themselves and they uh, progress further. There's no need to rush anymore because you're you're, you're going to be there anyways. You might as well enjoy yourself while you're while you're doing it. Absolutely, yeah, and we do enjoy ourselves. We're having a great time. Oh, that's the most important thing. Now, indeed. I, I, <laughs> Uh, another thing I noticed from this record is that uh, the, the, sonically it's layered well. There seems to be a lot going on auditorially. How does that translate to the live show? Um, well, there's just the three of us when we play it live, so we can't do overdubs or anything like that, you know. But um, the the live show still sounds really full, you know. As a three piece, um, every member's got to fill out a lot of sound, so uh, we're all doing a lot of work. We've got, you know, as a bassist, I've got four or five effects pedals that I'm using interchange, you know, interchanging between them and sometimes at the same time. Pete's uh, making a lot of sound on drums, but he's all over that thing, and he, he thunders pretty hard. And um, Matt, Matt uh, he, can, he can change between banjo and, and guitar, uh, you know, from one song to the next, back and forth, and I think that, that keeps people's ears interested, is that there's always a different sound coming at them. A question I had after kind of listening to uh, the Mercy EP and then this EP, and, and let me know if I'm off base here from just not asking the right guy, but what I noticed, a prevalent theme in your music uh, seems to be faith. Would that, A, would that be a fair description? And if so, all right, we'll start with that. Would that be a fair description as far as themes of your music? Um, well, I wouldn't say that it's faith in a religious sense. Um it's really just about kind of dealing with hard times and overcoming them. So, you know, themes of faith come up or, you know, just kind of sin and redemption and just overcoming adversity is really what it's all about. That's kind of what I figured. I just didn't know how to take it, and I didn't want to go too far one way or the other. But <laughs> Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know... You know yeah. we, we've had those questions over the years. Um yeah, we named our one album Gospel, and so we got a lot of questions about whether we were a Christian rock band or, or you know, about religion in any way. And uh, that, that's not really the case, no. You know, we do have, like, things like Bible themes in a, in a number of the songs, but that's just because the, the stories are such great stories, and they're so timeless and prolific 
you know, and um, just by mentioning maybe even a character, people know exactly what you're talking about. And I think the issue there, too, is anytime you bring up anything from that realm, you kind of get either grouped into that whole thing or it at least opens up the floodgates, for lack of a better term, for um, that whole line of questioning, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it served us a little bit when we were starting out because, you know, there was a little bit of adversity or at least discussion about whether whether we were on one side or the other. But um, just final answer, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you guys still based out of the uh, Toronto area? Yeah. And what, so how, what is it like trying to make it in that scene and trying to get uh, notoriety and that sort of thing? Well, the... Toronto does have a lot of scenes going on. I don't think that there's any one that we really fit into. About like three or four years ago, it was all about that indie post-punk dance pop stuff. You know, so it'd be like Tokyo Police Club and stuff like that. A lot of our friends came up through that scene, and uh, and they did really well because it, you know there really is a scene for it, and because they're great bands, bands like Whale Tooth that are doing really well now. Um, we never really fit into the any particular scene, but uh, we didn't, you know, we do sound like a lot of different things as well, you know, there's elements of a lot of different genres, so we were able to get on um, great opening slots for international bands as they came through, and we had um, a lot of great bookers in the city behind the band, they really believed in what we were doing, so uh, so we got really lucky, and thanks to the support from from the Toronto community, uh, we were able to get established there. We took the show on the road, and it's been great. So you, you just started uh, this tour with uh, Larry and his flask, and uh, you got, what, about two weeks or so uh, on this? Yeah, I think it's 14 shows in 14 days. Okay, wow. And then uh, what's the plan after that? Or is there a plan after that? <laughs> yeah, we've got shows booked after that. Um, we get back at the end of June, and we'll take about top and maybe just write and rehearse a bit. Then we've got shows in Kitchener and Milton and a couple of festivals. In September, we'll probably do Pop Montreal and another big Toronto show. And then we'll plan to take the show on the road again in, in uh, November. Any plans for uh, any any new recordings anytime soon? Or are we just, uh, those of us in the music listening community, kind of got to sit back and enjoy what, what we have? <laughs> it's probably going to be a little bit. Yeah, the last two releases was, uh, you know, it's like t- two EPs in the span of about eight months. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so there's a lot of recording and there's a lot of, um, you know, all the work that goes into putting an album out. But um, we love writing and we love recording and putting up new music and writing new songs and seeing what comes uh, what comes from from us being together as a band and how the music evolves. So we're not done yet. We'll... Uh, We'll keep writing, we'll keep recording, and hopefully we'll have something out again within another year. Okay, yeah, I totally forgot about the uh, the EP that you released late last year. I mean, that really wasn't that long ago at all. So, no. No, that's, uh, you put that together, that's pretty much a record anyways. Uh, that's right, yeah. Just two completely different sides. Um, <laughs> so once again tonight, you're playing at Café de Cuff with The Junction and Larry and his flask. Tickets are still available uh, and available at the door as well, I believe. And uh, yes, yeah. And I have uh, the Providence EP in front of me. What song would you like me to play? Why don't you play uh, "Touched by Fire"? I haven't played that one yet. 
Well, well, there you have it. Uh, Nate, thank you so much for calling into the show. We uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend it with us. Oh, thank you, Phil. Hey, it's no trouble at all, man. This is the Schomburg Fair with Touched by Fire, and it's on the album drop, CHUO 89.1. There's a Schomburg Fair. That one is called Touched by Fire from their new EP, Providence, which is available in stores now and digital retailers. And at their show tonight at Cafe de Cuff with The Junction and Larry and his flask. I don't know how many times I can stress that. It's going to be an awesome show. I'm going to be there. So, I mean, if listening to those last two tunes and that interview wasn't enough for you, then I, I, there's nothing else I can do. That's it. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to the program. We will be back next week with a brand new episode of The Album Drop. Uh, in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, visit thealbumdrop.com, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Keep fit and have fun. If you missed anything or just can't get enough, check out thealbumdrop.com. Welcome to the internet, my friend. We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM.